Sometimes being gifted doesn't feel like a gift. Nobody seems to understand you. Sometimes they're even scared of you. Wouldn't it be great if you didn't have to worry about hiding your gifts anymore? Hi, I'm Jubilee, and it wasn't that long ago when I felt that way too. But then I became a student at Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters, and everything changed. At Xavier's, you'll meet students and even teachers who are just like you and understand everything that you're going through. Under the guidance of world-renowned geneticist, Professor Charles Xavier, you'll learn how to control your gifts while also getting the education and training that you need to succeed in the fast-paced world of 1983. So why be alone when you can make some excellent new friends here? Xavier's is no ordinary school, so let's face it, you're no ordinary student. Thanks, Jubilee. You were right. Xavier's is totally rad. Operators are standing by. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I'm your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francisco Acala. And today is a joyous day because we are talking about the seminal superhero epic X-Men Apocalypse. Franny, had you seen X-Men Apocalypse? I had not, as with most of the X-Men movies. But you have now seen X-Men Apocalypse. Yep. And you will have always seen it now. That That is true. I am very curious to know, Franny, did you enjoy X-Men Apocalypse? Yeah, I'm going to get hated for this. I did, actually. Me too. Really? I really okay. like this I one. was expecting you to absolutely hate it. <laughs> I think this is one of the better X-Men movies. It's not the best. It's not as good as the best Me ones. Me too. But it's still one of the better ones. It's better than X-Men 2 and 3, I think. Before this, I had heard mostly people not liking this movie. So I was kind of not looking forward to watching this. And then I watched it and I was like, it's not bad. It's, it's not, not that bad. bad like... There's not, I mean, there's plenty of bad moments and things Absolutely. to talk about. I think it's mostly pretty good though. Like it's yeah. a lot of fun. Most of it is pretty good. Like I thought I was weird for liking it. So I looked up what other people thought. I didn't read any reviews. I just went on like Metacritic just to see like the numbered scores. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of between zeros and twos for this movie. That's and ridiculous. I don't understand why. That's ridiculous. There's like sequences in this alone. That's there's like, so that's there's a, a pretty decent amount of good stuff in this. Yeah. That it's not like a three. Even <laughs> if you don't like these kinds of movies, there's plenty of moments where it's like, oh, that's already like a... a that gets a 5 out of 10 just for that, that yeah. sequence. Like, the Quicksilver scene especially and the Weapon X sequence. It's like, that's easily, like, a huge upgrade. I'm glad you like this. I was some good this, content right there. I was hoping this wouldn't have to be one where I was trying to convince you, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, yeah, I was I was actually expecting it to be, like, the opposite. Right. I thought it was going to be another Iron Man 2 where I'm like, I like this movie, and you're like, it's not good. See, this is... <laughs> This is very surprising to me because I was so convinced that you'd be like, oh, it's dumb. It's dumb. I There are a few dumb things that I didn't like. but There are plenty of dumb things that I don't like. But I think this trilogy of First Class, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, they're all pretty solid movies. I think Days of Future Past is much better than the other two on either side. But I like all three of these movies. I think they're pretty good. And I think it's a better X-Men trilogy than the first three X-Men Yeah, movies. I was going to say, I think I like these three more than the original three, which I feel like is kind of a... For most people, that would be a controversial opinion. I think so. I think our maybe our most controversial opinion on this whole show is that X-Men 2 isn't that good. Like It's, <laughs> it's really it, not. Like It's got some good sequences and character stuff, but it's like... 
I don't know. Like we, I think we both liked X Men three more than X Men two. I think you like X Men three more than X Men one. I did. Yeah, I did. I, I didn't like, like X Men one that much. I like X Men one. Also, we should establish. Yes, this movie was directed by a pedophile. <laughs> unfortunately, but as with most of the X Men movies, for some reason. Oh my god, it's got to be like at least six of them or something. <laughs> out of what the the ten, nine of them? Yeah, nine or ten. <laughs> Which is this the last one that came out before Dark Phoenix? Well, Logan. Or, yeah, this is the Logan. last. Yeah, Logan ensemble. and Deadpool two don't count. <laughs> yeah, because Dark Phoenix is a sequel. Like, it's, Dark Phoenix is all the same characters. I had completely forgotten until, like, the, the... La- until it happened in the movie. No, the third act when Cyclops was doing stuff. I remembered when they plugged his face into that laser <laughs> on a spaceship and he shot out. Uh, that will always be the best part of that movie. The first like ten minutes of Dark Phoenix aren't that bad. Like I, I've been thinking about it. I want to watch it again. Like, it's mostly kind of boring. We're getting there. We're pretty the close. first, well, I don't think we're talking about it again. We're not, but I'm <laughs> sure we'll still watch them again. Oh, anyway. uh, yeah. I want to watch all of them so I can make the list with, with retrospective. Yeah, but... I, I still got to go back and make the list. <laughs> yeah, I was always dreading watching Dark Phoenix again. I kind of want to. Like, it's not very good, but it's also, like, it's pretty short. The train fight is pretty good. Like, in the moment, we just trashed that movie. Because it wasn't very good. Because it was not very good. <laughs> and we knew it wasn't going to be very good. Yeah. But in hindsight, it's like there's at least like two sequences I like in that. Like there's I like some okay stuff. I there. like that that movie starts and it's like the X Men are going to space. Like that's fun. <laughs> I like that. Okay, I don't usually do this, but this has a bit of a convoluted plot, so I think I'm gonna read a plot synopsis. The plot real is quick. interesting. Okay, um, in 1987, a 14 year old accused singer of. At- <laughs> oh, that's not the plot. <laughs> Sorry. Um, in April 2014, singer was accused in a civil lawsuit of sexual assault of a minor. This isn't the. Synopsis. What? I don't think I that. I don't think on... this is what X Men Apocalypse is about. IMDb. Singer was cited in 2014 documentary film Child Sexual Abuse in Hollywood. No. December 7th, 2017. The young man filed a lawsuit in Washington against singer alleging that he had I been. I think that's still the wrong this... one. Yeah. Where is? I mean, I'm on the X Men Apocalypse IMDb page. I. It's weird that they put all these other descriptions on here. January. This must be deleted scenes or something. Yeah, <laughs> I might be in the goofs section. <laughs> Uh, that's horrible uh, <laughs> uh on january 23rd 2019 no this is this is ridiculous oh also before i forget there's a swastika in the opening credits did you see that yeah there is it's like subliminal messaging like i i know it's because of magneto but it was really weird after that it's like the soviet symbol and then there's like the twin towers later like when he's scanning all the information like short circuit style or, or fifth element or whatever and brian singer was just putting in all of his con- conspiracy theory yeah he was just like i'm gonna put all the stuff i like in the opening <laughs> <laughs> uh, allegedly allegedly uh, the first thing i think we should first talk about the titular character in this movie do you think apocalypse is a good villain not really me either there are okay parts but overall he's kind of boring yeah i think his power set fluctuates like so much it's a little too convenient for my taste it's just like he has any powers he wants except for mind reading yeah plot <laughs> but at the same time it's like oh he's super powerful you know he early on he just decapitates those guys with some sand or whatever yeah, and then fuses a guy into a building yeah, and he drops all of those construction workers into just into the, the ground. ground. <laughs> I think it's the most violent PG-13 movie I've ever seen. This, I was surprised by how violent this movie was. This is such a violent, like, bloody movie. Like, yeah, it's weird that they were able to get away with this as a PG-13 movie. From the start to the end, too. Yeah, 
Like, <laughs> I, like it starts out and people are being turned into like people are literally being crushed. They're being crushed. Like people, literally, like limbs are like the only thing left of them. They turn into skeletons. <laughs> they get crushed love, with rocks. I love that in this movie. There are so many people that get turned Frank, into skeletons. I've always told you that's one of my favorite things. It happens so much, <laughs> like constantly. They just get burned into skeletons. Yeah, like like Indiana Jones style. It was great and. Spoilers, that's literally how Apocalypse dies. All his skin melts away and he turns into a skeleton. Yeah, falls he turns over. into a skeleton and then he turns into dust. Yeah. <laughs> like he literally just gets vaporized. And he got Thanos at the end. It was crazy. I love that. <laughs> Maybe the most haunting sequence in the entire film. Again, full spoilers, because this movie isn't even five years old yet, technically. The Magneto scene, the first yeah. real Magneto scene is like devastated like that is an <laughs> insane scene to put in this movie where it's just michael fassbender and he's in the woods and you know it was after all the stuff that happened days of future past where he might have tried to kill a president and now he's just living in germany or no wait mystique's in germany i think it's poland or something okay yeah so he's living in the forest. He has he's somewhere a in Europe. Wife and daughter now, and he's a recluse. He has a new name, and he's just working in like a metal smithing factory or whatever, metal smithing factory. Yeah. Um, and then a guy almost gets crushed by a big brass pot of molten lava. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever iron workers do. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Magneto uses his powers to save that guy, and everybody sees it, and it's like. You're the guy who tried to kill the president 10 years ago. And then they send the police force to his house. And he's like, okay, look, take me. Just leave uh, Scarlet Witch alone and and my wife. And they're like, okay, fine. But then somebody accidentally shoots an arrow through like a five-year-old girl's heart. Into her mother's heart too, like the same arrow kills yeah, both of them. Yeah, literally, that took some skill for it to be on accident. Yeah, right, wow. Okay. Like, there's so much force behind that accidental shot. That might have been Clint Barton himself, right there. <laughs> yeah, he takes both of them out, and Magneto's just like, "I'm gonna." You remember Double I, kill. Remember when I put that coin through that guy's head? What if I put this locket through? Let's just do it like eight times. Everyone's <laughs> neck, and he kills the entire police force, and then he's bad Magneto again for maybe like. The best reason, <laughs> like if you really want to see him return, that's yeah, a good reason the most for justified reason that he's had. <laughs> yeah, and you completely empathize, like empathize with him because it's like, oh my, like oh my god. <laughs> I remember when I saw this opening day in the theater, like I saw it on the Friday, but the Thursday night when all the critic reviews came out, it was like, oh, it was like a forty-eight percent or something on Rotten Tomatoes, like something low, and I was shocked by that because I was excited. All the trailers looked looked great, and then. I saw the movie, and the whole time I was like, oh, this is going to get bad at some point. This is going to get bad. And it never did. Never really did. It's all pretty good stuff. I don't, like, I do feel weird about liking this as much as I do, but I'm also glad about that because it's like, I don't love a lot of the X-Men movies people love, so I'm glad that one of the ones people don't really like, like, nobody hates this movie. I think they're just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. And, it's kind of just like indifference. Yeah, and I don't feel indifferent. I I like this. Yeah. I actually like this. I think it's really good. <laughs> so <laughs> I, yeah, no, I'm just glad. And sequences like that, it's like, how do you give this such a low score? That's such an emotional sequence. And of course, Michael Fassbender is just incredible in that performance and any role he's ever been in. But God, he's so good. Like <laughs> I do. One of my big problems is they really don't give Magneto much to do after that. They, they yeah, it's he, unfortunate. It's weird that they bring him to Auschwitz, too. That's a little weird. That is very weird. He pulls all the metal out of the ground. I don't know about that. 
That's a little not good. And also, people have pointed this out, or they did when this movie came out. Olivia Munn, Psylocke, and her purple outfit looks pretty ridiculous just standing in Auschwitz. Like, it's it, kind of insensitive. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like a, most of them are passable, and then she's just there sitting in the corner in, like, a leotard. It's very weird. <laughs> I don't even mind that outfit in any of her other scenes. It's just that specific. Well, actually, I don't, like, the that cleavage is insane like you know that shot when she does the flip out with the car that's yeah. ridiculous it's, like that is so gratuitous insane. yeah so i don't i don't know about that shot but otherwise i like most of the costumes except apocalypse i don't i don't think he looks very good like he looks like a like a 90s star trek villain not even like next generation like um voyagers <laughs> like yeah. he looks like just kind of like uh whatever cheap alien yeah it's not literally just alien. generic alien villain it also doesn't make sense that he's like the first mutant and he's the most powerful. It's like, why would the first mutant be the most? Wouldn't the first wouldn't mutant it be the weakest? Be, yeah, wouldn't that just be whatever? Because it evolves. Yeah. So why is the first one? It started at a peak and then it went down. Yeah. For why did it just go downhill? Years? Like, what even was? Do they ever explain what his power even was? Because he just has a all bunch of, of powers. He just has all of them. But that's from transferring his body. So what was his original power? Well, I have no idea. I think... I feel like they don't explain it. They just say he was the first mutant. No, they don't. And honestly, he f if Apocalypse is more like a host than a person. Like, you yeah. see that at the start, he has to go into Oscar Isaac's body. And then later, he's trying to get into Professor X's body, and all of his hair falls off. I hated that That's so much. That was such so a fucking stupid. Bad explanation. Did you know that that was going to happen? No. Okay, yeah. They finally, three movies in, they finally made him bald. And he... <laughs> I don't know what it is. The second it makes I, me so uncomfortable. The second he was bald, I was like, "Oh, he's not Professor X." Like, the first three was like, "Oh yeah, of course, he's a great young Charles Xavier." Even in the rest of this movie, I think he's really good. Until that point, like now that he's bald, it's like now I don't see it. I yeah, don't know now what it's happened. like this just feels wrong. <laughs> yeah, and I just think that's so stupid that they were like, you know what? We need to find a villain who can accurately explain Charles Xavier going bald. It could have just happened. He could have been, oh, he was so smart, or he was so powerful that his, all his hair fell off. Isn't that what happens with, like, One Punch Man or whatever? Isn't yeah. Isn't that what happens? He's so powerful. Yeah, he just gets so powerful that he loses all of his hair. Yeah, exactly. So why couldn't it be that? Why'd it have to be he They was could have had a decent explanation for why he had no hair. If anything, they should have just started the movie with him bald. Yeah, and there was a like, ten year time jump. Yes. <laughs> he could have gone bald within the span of that, those ten years. There is five years between first class and uh Apocalypse with this cast, or most of this cast. There's a lot of new people in this, but with like Jennifer Lawrence and Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy and all those guys, and they look exactly the fucking same. They yeah. look exactly the same. <laughs> they did not even attempt to age them up, and this is twenty years later. Yeah. And then Dark Phoenix is 30 years later. Like, this movie is 1983, and they all look like they did in 1963 <laughs> or whatever. They should all be so old in Dark Phoenix. <laughs> and uh, I think people pointed that out at the time, where it's like, isn't he supposed to look like Ian McKellen in, like, 10 years or whatever? It's like, uh, yeah, he is. That's impossible. What could possibly... And these movies, 
don't care about continuity. Absolutely not. I don't even care that they don't care about continuity, honestly. But it's kind of fun to be like, yeah. Did you try? Like Days of Future Past, it's like I think you guys were trying sometimes. Yeah, and then they acknowledge like first class too many times for it to even not be like connected to it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, there's a lot more stock footage of that movie in this than I had remembered there was. Yeah, there was like at least three scenes where they like flash back to stuff that happened in first class. Yeah, I've seen this movie plenty of times and I forget that every time like every time I'm like, oh that's weird, I'm pretty sure. And like all the flashbacks it's for pretty much stuff that they already explain like through dialogue and then they still just go back and show it to us like yeah we already know <laughs> right yeah the moira mctaggart thing is so confusing it's to so me. pointless because like why would you yeah one what was why the point of the memory wipe, wipe for memory <laughs> there was no reason especially because she he gives her all his memories that would be so creepy and insane if this guy that you think you've met for the first time puts a bunch of memories in your head of what actually happened between you guys, and it's like, what the fuck? I feel like it's very weird that nobody has a problem with it. Like, yeah. everybody's just like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, Hank's like, okay, and Raven's like, okay, whatever, I don't give a shit, I don't Yeah, care. like, this is, this is really weird and fucked up, especially if you don't have a reason for it. And they literally knew her, too. Like, yeah. both of those guys knew her, and they're the ones who are like, that's fine. It's not fine, <laughs> and it's not necessary, it's pointless. <laughs> Uh yeah, so that's a weird that's a weird element to it. It makes for some awkward comedy when they go to visit her. Like it's fine, but it's just I do think this might be the f- funniest sex film movie. Like in terms of the comedy, I think it works here better than it does in most. I also think there's more attempts in this. Like Nightcrawler is pretty comedic through this. Yeah. The whole Quicksilver sequence which we'll obviously get to at some point is it's really it is a shame that we never got to see Evan Peters in that role again. That's. I mean, I guess he's in Dark Phoenix for like two minutes, but then we never saw him again. Yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> um, yeah, one day maybe. I don't know. Maybe. You'd have to pull some some bad. I don't think it's gonna happen though. Yeah. I think I think Evan Peters is done as Quicksilver. I think so, and you know what? That's for the best because if they did bring him back, it might be disappointing by the end. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, one week, <laughs> one one <laughs> one week for you to start hating the show. <laughs> no, 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 no. This one was pretty good. I like this one. Anyway, if we're just talking about the comedy, I think the best moment for me, or the one that works the best, is when Scott destroys that tree, and the yes. rest of Xavier's like, that was my... That was my great-grandfather's tree. Uh, he's <laughs> swing from that tree, it just splits in half. Like, that's hilarious, it's great. That's also on him, though. He literally pointed him at that tree, so... <laughs> yeah, that bandage thing like i don't understand like he must still have his eyes closed under that bandage yeah there's no point of the bandage but at the same time i guess it's like they don't know what's going on like i don't completely blame them i i guess it's fun like what a nitpick i guess but yeah and then he gets the sunglasses there's a weird moment earlier when nightcrawler walks into a room and scott has the glasses at this point and he goes who's the blue guy but he sees everything red exactly so that doesn't (laughs) i don't know what that's about I guess we should talk about the young cast because we get a young Jean Grey played by Sophie Turner. We get uh, Scott Summers played by Ready Player One. Um, that guy loves being in movies where he has something over his eyes. <laughs> um, and Nightcrawler and I guess Angel kind of, but that's a different discussion. Um, and I think they're all pretty good for the most part. I Overall, yeah. I don't know. Or they're good for the versions of the characters they're playing. I don't think that he's acting like Scott Summers at all. They're playing the characters for, like, this universe, I guess. Yeah. And those, they're not bad interpretations. They're all fine. I think Nightcrawler especially is is pretty fun in this. He was one, he was one of the ones that I liked a lot. 
Yeah, he was good. He does have, they do make him do the MCU thing. I don't mind when the MCU does this as much, but when there's like an emotional moment and then there's a quip after, like, or immediately after, because there's that moment when he is talking to Moira, and even though that's a weird plot, it's a sweet scene, and then Nightcrawler's like, oh, what did I miss, or whatever, because he's asleep. It's like, laugh track. (laughs) Yeah, you don't need that. Do you need that? Let me check. No, you don't. (laughs) But at the same time, whatever it's yeah, fine it's fine i just i don't like that scott summers is super cool and he's like because he's supposed to be a boy scout he's not supposed to be that cool and i know in the first movie he like he has the motorcycle or whatever but that's like a hobby for that yeah. he's working on it i never even got the impression that he's probably riding it <laughs> like he's not i just I, it's like okay he can be a mechanic but he's like where are the super cool cars i don't buy that yeah, <laughs> i don't like weird that version of scott summers but otherwise he's totally fine mystique I don't like Jennifer Lawrence generally. Uh, yeah, me either. J-E-N, I've, I've never liked anything that she's been in. <laughs> Even when I like things she's in, I don't ever like her in it. She's like, f- uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, she's fine, and I mean she's fine. Whatever, she's kind of annoying, but it's not to the X women level. Yeah, just it's not Dark Phoenix levels of annoying yet. But Jesus Christ, I hate her in yeah. Dark Phoenix. Yeah, she's just, so bad in that. I'm glad she died in the movie. <laughs> yeah, she did. Another one of the only good scenes. I understand it would be confusing to have three blue characters for most of the movie. I really don't like how not blue Jennifer Lawrence and Nicholas Holt are for most of this. Where Beast is like, I have a formula. And Raven's like, this is me now. Yeah. It's like, remember Mutant and Proud? Remember when you were like... But yeah, now remember it's... when you were all about just be like being in like your true form? And yeah. now you're like, nope. <laughs> exactly the opposite. No, yeah, I think that's lousy. <laughs> I don't like that she... I don't know. Like, it's clearly like, oh, you just guys just didn't want to wear the makeup all the time. Yeah. The Nightcrawler Angel fight's fun, and you get you see the blob in that scene, because that's yeah. the guy that he took out. And I feel good. like the first half an hour of this movie, there's just too many plots happening. There's yes. like six different plots all happening at the same time, so I feel like it kind of gets a little bloated. I mean, it comes together eventually, but I feel like it was just kind of a bad way to start the movie. Yeah, there's a lot, because it's like... You got Apocalypse immediately, and that's just kind of like... Like, I like that scene, mostly because of how gross it is, but it's also just like, okay, whatever. And then you get the Mystique thing, and then you get the Charles Xavier thing, and you get the Scott Summers in the high school, and it's like so And then you plots. also get the Magneto plot. And then Quicksilver eventually, and like yeah. the basement and whatever. It's like, okay, <laughs> are we... Are we... Come on, slow down. And there's a Moira scene in there. And like, Jean Grey's melting everything. <laughs> yeah, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's too much. It's way too much. Just to jump right to the end, just for a quick second, yes, you alluded to it earlier, it's very dumb that she has the phoenix at the end of this. It's fine for this movie, but they ruin it in the next movie by never mentioning it. Yeah, and then she gets it again? (laughs) Yeah, from space? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. Like, when I say I don't care about the continuity of all these movies, I mean mostly these ones compared to, like... I mean, some of the earlier ones, but mostly, like, the first X-Men movies. Like, okay, it's fine that that Scott Summers isn't going to grow into that Scott Summers. You know, the future's different or whatever. But when it's between two movies, I'm a yeah. little more, like... Well, literally, you... what, like, three years? Like, literally the next movie in this, like, series of movies? And you're not going to keep how the movie ended? Exactly. Literally, the one thing that beat the villain, yeah. you're not going to keep it? Yeah, exactly. Did this movie just not happen? <laughs> and people remember that moment, too. Like, I feel like that image of her 
with the phoenix emerging. That's one of the more iconic shots of the movie. They make it a very big deal in this movie and then just don't bring it up in the next one. Yeah, and they set it up like when she's having that scene where she's like, oh, I saw the future or whatever. It's like, yeah, good. <laughs> she's yeah. having these premonitions because of how powerful she is. That's great. And everyone's like scared of her and that's cool. But then in the next movie, it's just completely... Like there is a thing in this movie where it's like, that was set up in Days of Future Past and you just left it, which is at the end of Days of Future Past... You see Stryker pull Wolverine's body out out of the water, but it's Mystique. Like, you see the yellow eyes. And so it's like, okay, Mystique's going to save him from going to Weapon X or whatever. But then he's just there with the real Stryker anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess it didn't matter. I guess maybe in the 10 years, he did get him eventually. Like, what's the point? But what's the point of having that in Days of Future Past if you're not going to? And that's weird because it's like, this is the same director. Two, it's only two years in between these movies. Is it that hard to keep track of what you did? Yeah, did he just forget that it happened? Yeah, like, Dark Phoenix was a different director. So it's like, okay, I mean, still, it's bad and lazy, and you didn't do your research, and he produced this movie, <laughs> the director of that one. But I still get it, because it's like, okay, well, I guess you didn't direct that movie. You're changing it a little bit. But when you make That's, two movies... It's too major of it to just be something that you change yeah that's so lazy to me okay actually if we're if we're being a little negative the worst part of the entire movie and it's not even like like it's not the worst thing ever it's just so so dumb and it's the scene and i think i've brought it up before where they're at the mall and they go to the movie theater nightcrawler jubilee gene and scott they go to the movie theater and they walk out of return of the jedi and they say Oh my god, the second one had such a dark ending, but the third one was always the worst, or whatever. Yeah, that was so annoying. (laughs) Which is confusing. Get it, guys? We're self-aware. Confusing for a couple reasons. This is the third one. (laughs) Yeah, this is the third one. But it's like, that's a dig at the original trilogy, because it's like, X-Men 2 ends with Jean Grey dying, and so it's like that's the dark ending just like empire has a dark ending or everybody's fucked <laughs> and then the third one's the worst because brett ratner made last stand and we all hated last stand even though it's probably better than, <laughs> than x-men 2 anyway it's probably the best um, out of the three <laughs> but the common consensus is that's the worst so okay great you got him but at the same time this is also the third movie in a trilogy so that's equally confusing. Yeah, is he admitting that this was going to be bad, even though it wasn't? Yeah, and if you look at the three, it's probably the worst one. Like, if you, I like all three of these movies, but this is probably the worst one. I, I like it probably as much as First Class, but I think First Class has a little more going on in terms of, like, commentary stuff that yeah. I like. Like, that's more kind of serious probably smarter movie like that doesn't have a big laser fight at the end really like this does what are you doing speaking of which alex summers havoc shows up again for a few minutes yeah and i like (laughs) i like him he's it's cool to see him with his mullet and whatever the bad thing about havoc being in the movie there's two things the fact that they're in cerebro and apocalypse is using professor x to like speak through him or whatever which is similar to x-men 2 when striker gets professor x and he's like you're gonna kill all the mutants and then magneto gets professor x and he's like you're gonna kill all the humans (laughs) which is an element of that movie i like a lot but that is fine what's not fine is when he looks (laughs) he looks his friend alex in the eyes and he says wreak havoc which is his superhero name, which he came up with in first class, too, because they're all naming themselves in that movie. Yeah. 
And so he looks him in the eye and he says, wreak havoc. And then he shoots like three lasers out of his chest and destroys Cerebro. It was so stupid. And I did explodes. <laughs> I did really like that scene until that happened. That ruined it for me. Oh, I feel so like funny. all like pretty much everything in that scene was really good. And then there was that. And I was just like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> I know. They ruined it. They were, they were so close to having a successful Like scene even though. Apocalypse had a pretty decent like monologue. Yeah, from the ashes of their world, we'll build a better one. Which yeah. was in like every TV spot, of every, course it was. every YouTube ad it you was... could ever get. I've heard that line more than I've probably heard any line in the this movie. Entire, that entire scene was made specifically for the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we get a Stanley cameo and a Joan Lee cameo. It's weird to get a Stanley cameo in an X Men movie because it happens like once every five years or whatever. He's only been in like two other x-men movies yeah these are like some of the very few movies that he's not in even this one isn't a very big one it's only like a few seconds no but he, he doesn't, doesn't get have a, any lines or anything a full close-up too and then you see it through his sunglasses which is is rad it's cool because yeah. i like to imagine he's playing stanley <laughs> he probably is <laughs> that's fun when they throw all the missiles up and everybody's like well, where, what are you doing with those and i think the idea is that magneto is going to bring them all down into the earth it doesn't really happen <laughs> but yeah no they just keep them in space that's what i mean which like, is very concerning for like the entire planet because those never come back down yeah so literally the earth is just surrounded by nukes <laughs> you think maybe dark phoenix movie where they go to space would have referenced that in some way like oh one of those missiles hit the thing that's why the phoenix force is here but no nope. no fuck it fuck it whatever <laughs> different director who gives a shit <laughs> I like that scene, and that scene obviously leads to the most iconic sequence in the whole movie, the Quicksilver scene. What do you think about this one? I I think I liked the last one better than this one, but I do really like this one. Yes. Even though it's very weird that there's only like 20 people in the school, and he's like, yep, I got everybody. Yeah, like well, maybe group. there's people we didn't see, I don't know. Yeah. My <laughs> parents walked in when I was watching that scene. That sounds pervy. <laughs> like I was doing something bad. <laughs> no, they walked in when I was watching that scene and they were like, "How he, he could not be that fast. Like that is too fast. Oh, absolutely fast. not. And it, it, like the speed at which he's moving is very inconsistent. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes it completely freezes time and then sometimes other times it's moving a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So can he control how fast he's moving or is it just it's, it's a lazy thing? Yeah, I think so. My <laughs> suspension of disbelief is far enough where I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care that much. It's just that it's very weird that like between shots it's moving at different speeds. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. I don't think it's it's much less impressive than the first one, than the one Days of Future Passes, because that seems so like brilliant and it's not it doesn't feel like too much. Yeah. He, I cannot be listening to that song at the speed that we're hearing. Technology wouldn't it. be able to work. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense that he can do that, but I guess he does, whatever. Yeah. And that's a problem I have with the Days of Future Past scene, too. Especially because he's like doing stuff in time with the music in that one. It's like, that That doesn't make sense. Yeah. But whatever. <clears throat> I don't know which one I like more. I think they're both great. I don't think I could pick which one is better. I think I love both of them. This one is definitely like funnier. It's definitely like, oh, that was the scene everyone loved in Days of Future Past. We're going to do that again. Yeah. But I think it's effective. It doesn't feel like, oh, they're doing it again. Or yeah, and um, it's not so long that like, like you said how it's like, oh, okay, they're doing it again. Like they didn't try to draw it out just because everybody liked it before. Like it's just kind of there and it just kind of goes in like a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's good. But 
another thing it's like i really enjoy that whole sequence it's especially when he first gets there and he like the, you see the bee and it's flapping its wings or whatever and then you see them in the car and and then he throws the business card back or whatever that's great but I don't love that immediately after that sequence is this big dramatic moment where, oh, Havoc's dead and everyone's sad and everyone's hiding from the military. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, you're so close. And then it's, like, I still think that it's a great scene, especially yeah, if you watch it out of context. It's, it's a still hard great. tone shift. <laughs> but yeah, immediately. And it's dumb that he's, like, so fast, but then the second those guys show up, he's not fast enough to stop them or get yeah. everybody out of there again. It's like, can't he just do that all the time? Yeah. Also, Justice League, if we're talking about Quicksilver, Justice League completely stole what is often considered to be that movie's best moment from this movie. Oh, does the the Flash do it? Well, no, the thing is, you know the fight where they all fight Superman, and Superman, like, the Flash is running so fast, and then Superman, like, looks at him, Mm -hmm. and, like, so it's like, oh, Superman is now faster than the Flash, and he can catch him even when he's going at his fastest. Apocalypse does that. Oh, this yeah, yeah, he does. So it's like, oh. Mm, yeah, that's... Yeah, you, you took that. <laughs> I, I still think that sequence is... I think it's more fun and better. And I remember getting a better crowd reaction in Justice League. But With at the same... how cool Superman is. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's such a fun... And it's also like, at that point in the movie, it's like, oh, cool, Superman's back. And then it's this great fight where you get to see them all, like, use their powers, except Aquaman. I don't think he does anything. I can't <laughs> remember. because he can't. Yeah, I don't know if I think all of the final fight is great. Some of it's pretty good. I love when... I love the whole plane thing when, like, Angel's trying to break into the plane. Nightcrawler gets everyone out of there. He crashes in the plane. He explodes. <laughs> just fucking kills him. And then Psylocke jumps off, and she stabs her sword into the building, and she's, like, going down it. That's great. I love I, that. I, I question if that's possible considering her power set, but it's no, fine. No, but at the same time... <laughs> Like, she, she couldn't have survived a, that fall, she but She has that's a okay. lightsaber. Like, it's fine. Whatever. She's a mutant. It's fine. It's they They cool. have stronger skin or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't care. Um, what do you think about the horsemen themselves? Storm, Magneto, Psylocke, and Archangel? Uh, Storm is probably the weirdest and most useless one, because I don't think she really does anything the whole fight. Like, she separates them, and then she's like, oh, I didn't realize we were going to be killing people, and then just switches sides. Yes. Even though literally the entire plan is just to wipe out all of humanity. Yeah, I don't know what she thought she was getting into. Yeah. Also, her hair turning white was fucking stupid. Oh my god, it's bad. But whatever. But the mohawk looks great. You don't think that's great? No, that does look great. I just don't like... I do think she's a better Storm than Halle Berry, though. Yeah. I think she's a good pick. I wish she was in... She did more. Like, in this one, it's like, she has some cool moments, but it's whatever. She's like, one or two. (laughs) I think, honestly, the best moment she ever gets is probably the train scene in Dark Phoenix, when she just, like, annihilates everybody with her powers. Like, that's one of the only storm scenes ever where it's like oh you didn't just use lightning (laughs) that's you actually used other weather stuff that's crazy i've never ever ever seen you do that maybe ever (laughs) or i think it's part next to when she makes it cloudy so for some reason whatever yeah something stupid i'm just trying to say these movies only let her use her lightning powers (laughs) she's she's thor she's ragnarok thor all the time and that's it Archangel, I think he's a worse angel than X-Men 3 Angel, but yeah. his transformation scene is incredible. It is. That's another very brutal one. His ribs come out yeah, of his body. Literally, his ribs are torn out of his body. <laughs> that is so fucking disgusting. That was like a... I remember that in the theater, too. Everyone was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you got PG-13 with that. But yeah, that's fucking brutal. Th- I think that is a very cool scene. I don't like him for the most part though mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
He doesn't say much. None of them really say anything. No, they're they're basically not characters. They're just there to get beat up. <laughs> I think Psylocke literally has maybe three lines in the whole movie too. Yeah. And oh yeah, that's another weird thing. So that like pale bald guy who Psylocke works for, uh, Caliban, he's in Logan as a different actor. But it's just like like he's one of the only other named characters in Logan, and it's just like that's so bizarre that both of these movies chose to use that guy like a that's random a, fucking. That's guy. not a known character. Yeah, and he's so much better in Logan too because <laughs> it's like yeah, he's just like helping them find mutants or whatever. It's great. I love that. Or kind of. That's not probably an apt description of what he does in that movie. But either way, like it's yeah, I just find that so weird that it's like these movies came out a year apart and they both chose that. Okay, what a weird person to pick. Yeah, um, I feel like of all of the the horsemen, Psylocke is the most boring one. Yeah, but I also think she has maybe the coolest outfit. I like it. I like that she just has a lightsaber. I like when um, honestly, you know what? Psylocke's best moment is when she's not Psylocke. It's yeah, when it's Mystique, and she like slits Apocalypse's throat open. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> I was very surprised because I was like, "What the fuck? We just saw her like one scene ago. Like, why would she turn on him?" And then it was Mystique, and I was like, "Okay, that makes sense. That's pretty that smart. Was, That's a good use of her." Yeah abilities that was definitely her best scene but there's not many to pick from yeah other than i think the building thing that's like the only other memorable moment that she, of anything she ever does in this movie yeah which is yeah it's a little disappointing i also don't like that it's like like you could bring in really crazy mutants for most of the horsemen three of them we've seen before like we've yeah. seen angel we've seen storm We've and we've seen, seen Magneto, obviously. Yeah. Magneto's Why? literally the only one that does anything. He does not need the other three. Yeah, and he just makes a big metal wall? Like a big barrier of metal? He makes a barrier around himself, and then he's just making a weird, like, shape out of all of the world's metal? I don't know. Also, I don't know what he was planning on doing with that. <laughs> he is too powerful in this, also. He literally can tear all of the metal out of the earth. Mm -hmm. And all it took was Apocalypse being just like, yeah, you know you can do that, right? And he's just like, oh yeah, I can, and then he can just do it. There's that beautiful <laughs> scene in First Class where he's like, where Xavier helps him move the satellite dish or whatever, where it's like far in the distance and he's like, oh, here's a memory of you and your mom, and he's like, oh, I didn't know I had that. There's so much more to you than you know, or whatever. It's great. And then he's able to move it because he has the strength of that memory. All that happens is Apocalypse like, here, here's Auschwitz, which he then destroys. Yeah, That's a little literally weird. levels it within like the, a five mile radius of himself, just completely flattens it. Yeah, I don't know about that. That feels about very that. fucked up. That feels kind of weird. I don't like how obsessed Singer is with the Nazi elements of this. Like, I like that these the X-Men movies are more political generally than, like, MCU movies or Spider-Man movies or whatever. I think that's a cool angle because, obviously, like, there's a lot of The X-Men characters are very political. Just when they were made, they were kind of meant to be a political exactly. statement. So yeah. they kind of have to be. That's stayed through all the movies, and I like that because that makes them different. It's like, oh, these are trying to say something more than most superhero movies are. But at the same time... I think that's a weird element to focus on so much. Because you go back and look at the original X-Men movie, Brian Singer's X-Men, the first scene is the Holocaust scene. And then X-Men 2, there's a bunch of stuff. And then it just keeps going. And, like, this one has the most and feels the most insensitive of all of them. <laughs> like, the first class... Or first class is... There's a dog freaking out outside, I'm sorry. First class definitely has the best one. All that stuff is shocking and horrifying and horrible, and you understand why Magneto is so angry. And you want him to 
kill that guy for sure. You want him to kill Kevin Bacon. You want him to kill Kevin Bacon, <laughs> and he does, and it's satisfying. It's great. But at the same time, stop using all the Nazi stuff. It's too much. You've got. I think we get it. We yeah, got it. We, we get it. We get it. Eric was in the Holocaust. <laughs> like, we got it. <laughs> and that's often relevant in a lot of these things. But also, do you, don't you think that maybe he wouldn't be super supportive of, like, a leader, a dictator? Who's like, trying to commit genocide? Yeah. <laughs> don't you think that maybe that's a bad idea? Then again, isn't that kind of what Magneto's all about anyway, since he wants yeah. to kill all humans? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Like, <laughs> he is contradictory himself. But at least, like, him, I understand why he would want to do that. I get it. Humans have horribly mistreated you. With it apo- makes some sense. I don't understand what Apocalypse wants. He just wants everybody to be dead so he can restart the world, I think. But he also wants to use Xavier to mind control people. So does he want to control everyone or does he want them all dead? I don't know. <laughs> it's no very idea. unclear that's why i think apocalypse <laughs> himself is the weakest element of the movie pretty much the only thing that i like about him is the weird god like god complex he has yeah that that's makes kind of that's like a cool layer but that's like, all he has he's missed all of history he doesn't really understand that he's a mutant like he sees himself as a god because he hasn't watched this rise of mutants yeah because that's how he was treated like when he was still around right because he was the first one like yeah. that's great but at the same time it's like when you brought him to the real world, you didn't do anything with him. Yeah, he's just kind of, he's just kind of there. He's the worst of the blue characters in this movie of the four. Also, it's very dumb that he's able to just give all these people upgrades and they just understand how to use their powers right away. How did, where did the metal come from? Because he, like, if I wish that they got Magneto before they got Archangel, so Magneto could have helped put the metal on his wings. That would make way more sense instead of him just inherently having metal <laughs> yeah i don't know where that came from that, that was very weird but i do but... like that he's just listening to metallica up in the rafters and drinking heavily when they find him that's yeah. fun before we talk about one of the best parts of the movie i do want to bring up one more thing i really don't like the quicksilver magneto subplot is very it literally goes nowhere there's no point of it being in the movie what a waste of time i can't even remember if i don't think do they resolve that at no. all in the next one no I don't think so. I don't think so either. He's in there for like two minutes of the movie. I can't remember a single thing he does in that movie. I doubt doubt him and Magneto even have an interaction. Probably not. But yeah, the thing is immediately, as soon as we see Quicksilver, it's like, yeah, Magneto's your dad. There's a little joke about that in Days of Future Past where he's like, my mom knew a guy who could do that. But in this, we see him be like, that is my father. And there's this whole thing and he has a perfect moment to actually tell him. Because he could have been like, you lost your family, but I'm also your family, so fight for us or whatever. And he's just like, I'm here too. Like, almost verbatim. He's like, I'm here for my family also. It's like, like, why are you here, dude? Yeah, and then at the end of the movie, he's just like, no, I'm not going to tell him. Yeah. Like, (laughs) what was the point of even bringing it up? Why would you set that up if you're not going to use it? Like, that could have been great if he actually did that, but you didn't. Also, I know I mentioned it earlier. Is his daughter scarlet witch like she has mutant powers doesn't uh doesn't he he uh yeah quicksilver have a sister he also has a sister so there's two potential scarlet witches in this universe do you remember what his daughter's name was it's like maria or something it's not wanda but did we ever learn what his sister's name was i don't no? think so 
Well, actually, maybe. He might say it when they first show up to his house, but it's definitely not Wanda either. <laughs> I, I'm positive yeah, he never says Wanda. That's weird, then. Unless he does. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if he does, I'll take this part out. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm almost positive he does not because people would be posting that everywhere yeah. all the time, uh, forever. But also, Magneto's daughter is way too young to have any mutant powers. Like, sh- you have to hit puberty to get your mutations. That's, yeah. like, the rule. Also, they put Jubilee in this one again, but she actually looks like herself now it's not just like an asian extra where they double line in where she's jubilee which is like what i feel like it almost always is so yeah i that's fine but anyway let's talk about the other like big scene of the movie the weapon x sequence it's pretty fucking violent it is probably the most violent scene in the movie and I love it. <laughs> it's fucking great. I love that they gave him the dumb computer helmet. Me from too. From the comics. Isn't that, that great? That was so good. Seeing that on the big screen was so much fun. I do have a qualm with the marketing of this, though. Did they make it a way bigger deal than it was in the movie? No, 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 no. But I wish we didn't know. Because mm. the first, like, two trailers, three trailers, whatever, how many trailers there were, didn't show anything like that. I think we had heard that he was going to be in the movie, but we didn't know anything about it. And then the last trailer, the it was like the the button, like, you know, like the, like the Spider-Man catching the shield thing, where it's like title card and then another thing. And it's just that shot of him running down the hallway and you see the claws, and that's it. You see his hand, but it's like, god damn it. Like, yeah, I wish so- you didn't... We, it was. It, I think that also came out like a week before the movie did. It might have oh been like my a God. TV spot or something. It was just like, God damn it. This is why we can't have nice things. Right, yeah. Could you imagine what a surprise that would have been? That would have been... He's just cutting people up. And, of course, that was explored even more in Logan, where the most fucking horrendous things you could do with a claw happen <laughs> many times. Anything that you can think of that could happen with Wolverine's claws happens. I'm very excited. I still haven't seen that movie. That movie starts out so fucking violent. It's so <laughs> disgusting. Like the first scene of that movie is so disgusting. I've been waiting to to watch it. I've like, been until making we do sure it on the show. That you don't watch it for many years now just so we could get to this Literally point. all I'm looking forward to is just super old Professor X just uh, saying oh, fuck you Logan yep because right when the movie came out you kept telling me about that and I still haven't seen it yeah, I think if I was to mention there's a part where he's like repeating a KFC ad like he's going crazy he's reeling <laughs> around he's like oh buy two for one <laughs> <laughs> it's insane that movie um Oh, I'm so excited. It's it's, it's so unbelievably <laughs> fucking good. Uh, do you really not know anything about it? No, I literally ha- well, I know that Logan dies, but that's it. Yeah, yeah okay. literally the internet exploded about it. But it's it, and you've seen Deadpool too. Yeah, and it starts with a music box of that <laughs> that scene, which blew my fucking mind when I saw that. Because there was like one element. I was thinking about this when I was watching this movie, and there's one element of Logan, and I'm like, oh, if he knows that, that would really suck. And I don't think you do, so I'm excited for you to see that. There's some can't surprises. Wait to, I can't wait to just miss it completely. <laughs> you can't. Okay. It's a huge. It's one of the major elements of the movie, but I do not think that you would know because it wasn't any the trailers anyway we're almost there yeah so that's like literally like the next couple episodes yes we have dr strange and then it's logan oh shit really that close yeah (laughs) so probably it's still probably a month away for us since it's every other week but the weapon x scene is is so good because it's just so gross did you watch the end credit scene i couldn't remember if there was one but i didn't think there was okay well there was what was it about um what it's actually about does not matter it's like what was a guy named well it's nathaniel essex who's like mr sinister or mr fierce or whatever he shows up and he's like a comic guy and he collects a vial of wolverine's blood 
which is like very very mildly relevant and logan is really not this really doesn't matter at all but the good thing about the end credit scene is it's in the weapon x facility like right after wolverine went on his rampage there's like a guy and he's like vacuuming up all the bullets that they shot at him and somebody's mopping all the blood off the floor <laughs> like it's so funny oh hold on i need, but, I need to look it up yeah you gotta see that it's it's pretty great that whole weapon x scene because when x2 came out everybody was like oh my god that scene where he stabs the guy into the fridge and the raid is such a big deal it's like by this point it's like that's another like yeah. between the wolverine and this and logan it's like does not matter yeah literally <laughs> when they turn the camera and there's just a fucking splatter of blood <laughs> yeah yeah they really went for it with this i do think it's a little it's it wasn't as bad as i remembered when gene like sets him free I kind of like where she's like, oh, I gave him a piece of his past, and he runs off to the woods. I hate when Scott Summers says, oh, that's the last yeah, we've ever I hope seen we don't that. see that guy again. So bad. That's so, Why did you do that, Scott? That's almost like a perfect, perfect scene, and you fucking ruined it. Um, okay, well, we actually have a lot of listener stuff for this one. <laughs> so oh, if you wanna, okay. People really took the time to write in. Yeah, then let's, um, let's get to that. We'll start with Noah's, because Noah wrote a book on this. <laughs> Um, I fucking hate this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Going off very loose memories from the only two times I've seen this, I was super excited for it when it was coming out and I loved all the trailers and watched them over and over. When I saw it, I think I tried to like it, but it's kind of eh. I wouldn't say offensively horrible like some other X-Men films, but it's just very, very average. I think Isaac as Apocalypse is a really interesting choice and he's perfectly passable, but obviously the way he looks is real weird weird and rubbery, which is pretty app description yeah it's kind of power rangers i know everybody was comparing him to ivan ooze when this came out the villain from the power rangers movie <laughs> i don't i think there's a better comparison than that out there somewhere yeah he, he definitely doesn't look that great though the really annoying thing is i think it was also before this movie came out they put out a picture of like a test image of apocalypse and it looked better it looked exactly like the comic book it was perfect what does it look like in the comic bad but it at least looked like that like he has huge lips it's really gross at least he was accurate <laughs> he was accurate i would have preferred it to this because at least it's weird like this oh. is just kind of like unpleasant and boring i don't know what to expect when the only thing i have to go off of is big lips <laughs> yeah well, you'll see you'll see but it looks like exactly like he did in the comic and so i really i really wish they used that and then he says even though it ends with that little run into the forest i think the wolverine bit is super awesome despite being very unnecessary and purely fan service maybe i'm remembering but does it even factor into the plot in any way no it does not it does not matter it's just kind of there but i prefer like if that was in this movie it would be less good i think Speaking of, I barely remember the plot aside from big set pieces. Quicksilver is charming yet again, and his scene is cool, but not as cool as the Days of Future Past one, and the Dark Phoenix teases lame and doesn't make any sense with the next movie, but oh well, these movies never do. Anyway, this is an okay movie made by a horrible monster, but if we ignore that, it's like whatever. I'll watch it if it happens to be on, but definitely a lower-level X-Men film I probably wouldn't choose to watch. Would much rather watch Days of Future Past or First Class. And then he also has an edit, but it is about somebody else's comment. (laughs) Dick Blaine Tyner says... Dick here from Podcatastrophe, so that's a podcast. People actually linked, a couple of people linked their podcast. They took this as a time to market, <laughs> which is fine. Respect the hustle. But I did notice that a couple of people did that uh, for some reason. Um, won't read there, no. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Is it the best? No, but I enjoyed the cast. Oscar Isaac is great as Apocalypse, even if it isn't perfect to the source material. Uh, Fastbender yet again killed it and ended up really being a great centerpiece for this film again. Fastbender Magneto forever. If he shows up on WandaVision... That'd be okay. He's not going to, but I would love it. You think we're just getting strange and then we're out of here? Probably. I I can't imagine they're going to bring in somebody new. 
Okay, well, I'm going to read what Noah said about this yeah, other guy. Uh, edit, wait, last minute addition, Dick's comment above reminded me I totally forgot that Magneto existed. It's wild that this is like his third family and they all die again. Also, is his daughter supposed to be Scarlet Witch but only kind of? Anyway, whatever. Still an okay movie. Good actors and stuff throughout. I don't know what that means, Noah. He didn't have a family. Magneto, he hasn't had a family in these other movies. The first one, he had his mom who died when he was a kid. So that was it. And then he was just sitting in a bed and looking at maps or whatever for the rest yeah. of that movie. <laughs> Days of Future Past, he was in prison for killing John F. Kennedy. <laughs> and Oh, that's a big thing we need to talk about. It sucks that at the end of this movie, Charles Xavier just lets him leave. Like, yeah, after doing horrible that's things. weird. <laughs> like, he's like, goodbye, old friend. It's like, he is a mur- Like He yeah. literally just almost destroyed the entire planet. <laughs> and yes, he turned good at the end and helped them. But that does not make up for it. Like, he just let a war criminal leave. Yeah, no. The costumes at the end of this movie. They look exactly like the fucking they do comic it every book costumes. Time. Why do they look perfect and then they never use them? Because they they don't like money. I don't know. Oh, I hate that they were like, we have these flight suits. Like, yeah, you explained where they came from. I don't, it doesn't make them better. Feel Better says, The potential of the movie was amazing. The cast was great. The problem was the studio. I'm super excited to see what they can do over at Disney with the franchise in their hands. Also, Storm kicked ass. Also, my podcast is Investing Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. There's another one. Um, I hope somebody's writing these down. I was, Yeah, okay, I was wrong. Uh, Paul says, About as good as most X-Men movies, which we know means he doesn't think it's very good. Yep. <laughs> Derek McDuff says, I told you there's a lot. <laughs> There, this is a contender for the most nothing movie I've ever seen. Instantly forgettable and unmemorable. Neither good nor especially bad. It's just nothing. I think that's probably the common consensus of this. Yeah. Uh, Luke Croson says, I've seen every superhero movie from 2000 apart from two. X-Men Apocalypse and X-Men Dark Phoenix. I just can't be bothered with them. I would watch this. You don't need to watch the other one. But yeah. you watch this. <laughs> I think... Also, I think people should watch this. Also, it's on Disney Plus, <laughs> so watch it. I think people should definitely give this one another chance. Keep an open mind, even if you didn't like it before. Just watch it, think about it. Maybe you'll still not like it. That's fine. What? Give it another chance at least. What is so bad about this movie? What do people really like? Not like? I don't know. It's not bad. I've heard some people think that the like CG is bad. I can't think of anything that's like exceptionally bad throughout the entire movie no not really like it all looks fine <laughs> yeah and if there's like moments it's not like destroy like that's such a nitpicky thing to be like oh the cg wasn't perfect yeah, so in a couple scenes the movie. It's like, over no. like yeah we've done a lot of nitpicking and talking about you know there are some major things here that don't work and don't make sense like the quicksilver subplot is not great obviously there's some bad stuff in this movie i guess something that people might really not like is just the plot in general Considering that Apocalypse just sucks as a villain and his plan doesn't make any sense, that that's definitely true, and I that's that's definitely bad. But I don't know if it really ruins the movie for me. I feel like people always complain about the wrong, th- like people always complain about things in movies that don't matter. <laughs> I've always felt like that, where it's like people love to, especially with popular movies, just take them down for like things that do not matter at all. Yeah, it'll be like there's one or two things that they don't like, so it's instantly a bad movie. Yes, yes. Or like, like the term plot hole is so bad because it's like I think people don't understand what it means anymore because it's been used too much. Don't know what it means, <laughs> and they never matter. Like, okay, that's not completely resolved. I don't care. Yeah, it it's not relevant enough. Yeah, exactly. And like, just because it's not explained fully doesn't make it a plot hole. It just means that it's not explained. Yeah, can you not enjoy 
are like is your suspension of disbelief so cynical that you just cannot like it's okay to not like movies and obviously this is not like one of the greatest movies ever but it's a pretty good superhero movie and it baffles me that people really don't like it yeah like i can't (laughs) imagine what's so bad about this movie that people just hate it our last last piece of correspondence is i hate this movie with a burning passion no that's what um that's what paul said adam Adam house said yeah lee morante says i saw this one time it was certainly a movie it had some people in it they did and didn't do some things which was nice to see the only thing i think that could have improved a movie of this stature would be to add in more characters that had relevance to the source material or where or were made up entirely for the movie in order to have them do or not do things that either needed to be or didn't need to be done for the sake of pacing. The most, the most objective vague review, review of a ever. movie I've ever heard. <laughs> Intentionally, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I, I do enjoy that. But also, I feel like Lee is actually getting to the core of what we were saying earlier, where it's like, it's not great that three of the horsemen are just people we've seen. And I also feel like most of the characters in this movie don't do anything. Like, yes, they're just there yeah. because you recognize them and that's it. Uh, that's what going to the movie theater is all about. <laughs> I think so. So we actually have two. We have two guest episodes coming up. Well, actually, we might have three episodes coming. Up. Jesus, not with a guest. Oh, okay. two with a guest, and then a Wandavision episode that will probably drop on Friday, depending when we actually record that. I would love to do that on Friday if we can, like immediately after the episode comes out. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But on our DC show next week after this we'll have batman forever with noah which i fucking can't wait to talk about that movie it's it's so much is so much who's the villain of that movie i can't even remember two-face and the riddler franny okay how could you not remember that that's so iconic i feel like after jim carrey yeah i feel like after the first one and the last one we did all of them (laughs) kind of just start to fuse together for me wow because they're all just fucking insane and weird yes well all four of them are quite frankly for very different reasons yeah yes i can't wait to talk about my beloved movie batman forever with my beloved uh third host now noah solzman (laughs) we watched venom last night my replacement (laughs) then we're doing doctor strange with jordan edwards and in the middle of that there will probably be a wandavision episode dropping at some point that's it you can find us on instagram and twitter at Marvel Movie Pod, you can email us at marvelmoviepod at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at flipdeg. You can find me on Twitter at flipdeg, but the Ian Egg is a three. Franny, what happened to you this week? I'm not doing it. I got fused into a wall and I no longer have access to my phone. Yeah, you just dropped into the floor. Is it a little anticlimactic that Magneo didn't get to kill those guys who like basically got his family killed? A little bit. I wish he did that, but I still like that. They were there one second, and then they weren't. <laughs> I kind of liked their death. It was gross. Yeah. Anyway, uh, watch this gross movie again. Don't read the Age of Apocalypse comic. It's not good. Bye. <laughs> Honestly, I'm more bothered by you and your girlfriend, though. Oh, my God. You guys are making everyone sick. I saw what you were doing in the danger room the other day. The floating 69 you guys were doing. Don't you bring Gene into this. You know that's not the problem, and you know that we were using protection. Oh. I don't see any potential issues with Gene. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, you know, just because you're wearing shades doesn't make you cool. Ooh. Okay, Captain Goggles. Well, just because your name's Quicksilver doesn't make you an Avenger. Oh. You know, legally, I'm not able to respond to that. <laughs>